Hello everyone. Welcome to eLogan Whiteboard Friday. Today we are going to discuss about ESOP implementation. So, what exactly does ESOP mean? ESOP basically stands for Employee Stock Options, Stock Option Plan. So, what what exactly is this? So, uh, let's say as a startup, you are not always, uh, you do not have the funds at your uh, disposal at the very initial stages. But at the same time, you have challenges of having, uh, you know, very talented employees to get that kind of growth which you have envisaged. So, uh, ESOP comes in a play where basically where you cannot compensate your employee immediately in money's worth, you give them the shares of the company and ask them to bet for the future of the company this is a win-win situation for the for both of them for the employee and the company as well uh, in a way that employee stays committed to company's growth because his benefit is uh, linked with the growth of the company second uh, for the employer for the startup companies it saves them from the immediate cost uh, of money that would otherwise would have been would have to be paid to him so it's a it's a win-win situation for both of them and uh, ESOP is most commonly uh, used tool to retain uh, a good talent across the startup industries so so let us now understand uh, what are the steps involved in uh, executing this ESOP uh, plan so the first and foremost thing is drafting a policy so now you you know you have to give ESOPs to your employees. There is one way of dealing with it. If it's just simply saying orally, okay, I would I'm promising you 10% of the company, 5% of the company. But the problem with such arrangement is uh, as the number of employees keep growing in the company, there is no without a policy the system would collapse soon and it it would become very difficult to track. Who, which employee has been given how many per, how much percentage of equity shares and stuff so uh, drafting a policy is uh, of utmost important so in the uh, ESOP uh, plan there are certain mandatory uh, regulatory requirements that an ESOP policy should have uh, like it should have the which class of employees such policy will apply at what exercise price uh, will the employees be given the stock and what are the what is the maximum time within which the employee can exercise his rights and then in within what time uh, frame uh, can uh, in within like how many years my uh, of vesting can there be and so on what would be the valuation of the company so there are certain things that a policy uh, covers and this policy has to be drafted in in a comprehensive manner and then this policy has to be approved by the uh, board of directors of the company so next now once we have this ESO policy in place what next what what has to be done so the next process is uh, this has to be basically placed in a meeting of uh, a board of directors first the directors have to approve the policy that has been placed before them and once that is approved it has to be uh, it basically this has to be also passed on to the members or the shareholders of the company um, that's basically because it's eventually going to affect their numbers also the shareholding pattern of the company and it's it's going to have a direct impact on them so ultimate approval has to come from the shareholders of the company 
So in case of uh, non-private companies, uh, uh, three-fourth majority is required to uh, pass this policy. And in case of a private limited company, even uh, one half of the members present and voting can approve this policy. So once approved, what are the next steps? Now, so once this resolution is approved, this has to be filed with ROC uh, in the by way of uh, this along with the policy that has been approved uh, has to be filed with ROC, the registrar of companies uh, who overlooks the company matters uh, in form MJT-14. And once the form MJT-14 is approved by the ROC, the ESOP policy is officially into existence. So now, uh, now the ESOP policies are in place and ESOP uh, policy has been approved by government. What next? So the next process is to give grant uh, letters to uh, the employees. So the grant letter should have all the important terms and conditions such as uh, how many options can he vest and uh, what is the vesting period and uh, what are the various timelines within which the options can be exercised by the employee and what is the exercise price. These are some of the critical uh, uh, information that, that has to be contained in a offer letter, grant letter. So once uh, the grant letter is given and let's say as and when the vesting is completed, uh, the employee would have a certain time period within which he has to complete, he has to exercise his option whether to take the ESOP or not to take the ESOP. So if the employee decides to take ESOP, then there are a few other regulatory filings such as again a meeting of directors and a meeting of shareholders has to be called and an approval has to be given for allotment of shares to the employee and then such filings will have to be done with government informing that so and so allotment has been done under so and so approved policy. So this is the brief uh, process from a regulatory front. Now uh, as the as the startup uh, grows uh, and there are numerous numbers of employees in the organization, tracking this has become a new uh, problem that startups have been facing. So now, uh, and as always, the technology has come to everyone's aid, and there are several uh, ways now, uh, there are several actually customized packages through which uh, one can also track ESOPs and uh, grant letters, offer letters, and stuff. and we recommend use of such the, such software so that uh, everything is in track as you keep growing. Uh, now let us understand what are do's and don'ts of the ESOP. Now commonly asked question is uh, can ESOP be given to the directors of the company or the promoters of the company. So well uh, a straightforward answer is no but again uh, government has recognized this pain point and uh, given one exemption to the recognized startup that uh, directors can be holding directors or promoters holding more than 10% of the company may be given ESOPs uh, for up to a period of five years. So this is a small change from a otherwise a regular no answer for uh, issuing ESOPs to uh, directors and promoters. The second, uh, second important thing to know while uh, issuing ESOP is these cannot be given to advisors, consultants, freelancers, anyone with whom you wish to have a, 
dealing in terms of equity rather than the fees. So ESOP, uh, ESOP policies do not cover that. Now, what are the uh, what are do's? What are recommended uh, ESOP uh, standards? So one is ESOP policy. While drafting ESOP policy, you will have to have a clear vision as to which class of employees you want to cover. While again, this is a flexible thing. You can always go back and amend the policies, but it all involves compliance cost and also uh, being sensitive to employees. It can cause a frustration among the employees. So it is always recommended that. Uh, you envisage uh, all the future possibilities to a greater extent and try to draft a detailed uh, coverage of all the employees that you think should be eligible for such uh, for ESOPs. The second recommendation is always uh, pre-decide your uh, vesting periods for uh, uh, different employees like how you want to benefit them, what are the vesting periods and how would it vary from a designation to designation and so as uh, we always recommend having a, a standard resting period for a particular designation because this also helps in uh, so basically there's no comparison between employee to employee in terms of uh, you know the resting period differences and stuff so that's another recommendation and yeah so uh, that is all and uh, yeah, that is all. Um, thank you. If you have any questions, drop us your queries on helloitlalan.com and do check our website for open source documents. Thank you.